Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Ade. And this is Black Ticulate. Black Ticulate. Black Ticulate. A podcast series that gives voice to positive black action. No matter how big or small. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Black Ticulate. Black stories, positive actions. You know I speak to amazing people, like phenomenal people who are doing amazing things. And today's no different. Actually, it's never any different whenever you listen to Black Ticulate. <laughs> In front of me I have Abiola. And she is known as Afrikanis, right? <laughs> I mean, you said that, literally, you went to the BAFTAs and you yeah. like, isn't that Afrikanis? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're now officially Miss Afrikanis. And she does a magazine online for now, but you are looking to launch into print, mm-hmm. potentially... 2016 February so what's early next? next year early next year so we're gonna get we're gonna get you back on and just figure out how that's going yeah <laughs> um, I always want to start off with what Afrikaans is about mm-hmm. um, and then yeah you tell me what's about and then hopefully we'll just we'll just take it on from there okay well hello everyone um, Afrikaans magazine is about showcasing African culture, celebrating African culture and telling the story of uh, African youth either in African countries or in the diaspora. So what we do literally is your story matters and we create an archive for African youth. So it's anybody who has a story to tell. Basically. Basically. Regardless. Regardless. Ah, Okay, so can you give me examples of some stories that have been, I guess quite the opposite but yeah it also paints a picture of like the content that we can expect okay so um, I mean when we started Africanist magazine uh, we had a a message uh, on Facebook uh, from this young guy from Nigeria and um, he spoke about not having enough money to fund his fees to you know go to school and he said he just wants to be an artist like Whiskit however he doesn't have the money to be featured on any media platform and he was wondering if he could be featured on Africanist magazine and we were more than happy to have that uh, how long were you? How long were you? Had you already been established for someone to come to you to say, "Can I be in your media platform?" It was three months going into, you know, just posting pictures on Africanist uh, Facebook page. Oh, okay, pictures. Yeah, just pictures and you know, celebrating more of arts and culture, and he just came across it. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So you didn't you didn't promote, you didn't do any marketing, you just not at the time. Yeah. Decided. Okay. So we started pretty local, 
Yeah. So yeah. who's we? Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, I started Africanist magazine in my third year of uni while working on my dissertation. And um, I spoke with a young lady in Nigeria, Abuja, who also wanted to start something similar to Africanist magazine. However, we decided that there's more strength in unity, so why not work together? So at the moment, it's myself and this young lady. Amazing. You can give her a shout-out. What's her name? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, shout-out to Medina Mishanu. Hey, Medina. Okay. So, why did it come about? Do you know? Because I understand what you are doing. Mm-hmm. And I like Black Tech, you know, I do understand it. Mm-hmm. But I really want to know, from your perspective... Why? Yeah. What was the crux? Was there anything that you are just like... Okay. So, it's a long story. Uh, <laughs> started uh, my second year of uni when I started the Pan-African Society. So the first Pan-African Society at Goldsmith University. And the concept was to educate um, African and black youths about African politics and African economy and culture. So we had a few events, such as having um, Samia Nkrumah, the daughter of the first president of Ghana. We had people from Ogoni. Um, that's a Goni area in Nigeria, and they were dealing with Shell and the corruption and pollution in that region. And uh, so, um, what, they were they were in your uni, or you brought them? In? Brought them from Nigeria. Oh so wow! So I kind of I... my student loan, I just halved it and put in there. Really? Yes. Um, and also, we had Mr. Evanson, who was an ex-member of the Black Panther. He came to the university and he spoke about the importance of young people going into politics specifically black people. So um, going to my third year of uni, I, um, someone approached me on my way to the library and they told me that they heard that Goldsmith was planning on scrapping African um, studies in exchange for Chinese studies. Oh, God. So um, you have the concept that angry black woman, and I feel like you do have the right to be angry. Yes. So I got angry, and I thought, you know what? You cannot dismiss us from reality. And it's, you know, so for me, I uh, started by talking to students and uh, black students and asking them how do you feel about what's going on and from there on I thought you know what we do have a voice and we need a platform to actually project that voice to the world so I started by blogging and just sharing pictures online and I came across a few mentors and they told me why don't you turn this into an actual business turn it into Africanist magazine bring African oh they gave you the name no no the name came from okay we'll get to the name okay so they told me you know we need to find a way to bring African culture into the global market and have a representation of Africa in the global market so Started from there. That's interesting. So I always now, because this is probably the crux of that ticket, I'm always trying to get toolkits mm-hmm. and like actionable sort of, not just insights, but references and resources. So how did you yeah. get these established names to come to Goldsmith? I know you say the half year, you know, <laughs> like, 
get? What was that conversation like? I mean, do you email them? How do you? I think for me, I'm quite. Um, I love being around people, specifically black people. So I tend to go to events. I literally look for black events happening in the UK, and I talk to the event organisers, and from there on, I just take contacts and build up my network. Amazing. So what we what. How do you find these events? Facebook, Twitter, online. Go to African restaurants and talk to them. Uh, Literally just talk to your people. (laughs) And for me, I kept the network and they would remember me. And, you know, they would email me or give me a phone call. Would you like to take part in this? Would you like to do that? So I got the information from there and the support. Amazing. And you just started building that up. Basically. So... I'm just almost still curious though, so when you go on Facebook, what do you like type? Do you just go black event in London? Or I, I hope I'm not being dismissive <laughs> in that. Yeah. But I'm almost one, you know, so when my listeners are listening, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, I don't know, I could actually type in those words and right. results will come through. Okay, so what you could do is, for example, I typed in SOAS University and looked at the societies they had. So look for the African and black societies at universities and from there on just add and follow and you will be exposed to events. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, so let's talk more about and particularly the run-up because we've really got about... We've only got a month left, haven't we, if we're mm-hmm. dating this before 2016 mm-hmm. comes up. So what's the struggles at the moment in terms of to launch mm-hmm. and how, yeah, no, so I guess the first question is how's it going yeah. and what are the struggles? So do you mean yeah. personal and professional struggles yeah, or just... let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You brought the personal into it, let's go. Okay, okay. Uh, let's start with professional struggles. Okay, my background is politics and economy, as well as psychology. So when it comes to business, I am not an expert. However, I have taken time out to do research and just educate myself and talk to people. But I'll say the challenge is, um, so far, is funding. Because we do have to pay for the people that will be publishing the magazine. And paying for the editors as well and it's just literally financial freedom and I think that's the problem with most um, startups it's mostly funding Um, professional I mean personal uh, struggle would be it's exciting to start your own business right however no one tells you about the personal struggle literally you have to step out of your comfort zone like you see the box come out of it stay away from it you have to as a constant um revaluating who you are as a person and what you want and keeping staying focused on your purpose staying focused on your purpose it's very important not to lose sight of your purpose so the personal i'll say the personal struggle is more of a challenge in comparison to the professional struggle yeah okay so let's bring them i'm going to tackle both so from a professional context, you're talking about financing. Mm. So how are you financing, if you don't mind me asking? Okay, so we tend to, I mean, we are looking, people do sponsor through advertisement. So we're looking into advertising. And we've spoken to a few organisations and business, and some of them have agreed to sponsor. And also, you know, you have to make use of what you have at the moment so we do go to events and we talk to people about the upcoming magazine and we you know we do ask people to donate towards what we're doing 
So at the moment, that's how we're getting money. Yeah, I mean, I understand, the, I guess, the, the traditional model of advertising and sponsorship yeah. for content. Um, but you don't have a magazine out yet, but they're ad- the advertising and sponsoring content online? Online, and blogging about uh, this organisations. So, okay, so you speak about their yeah. organisations to your audience. And Basically. So, so it's advertorials in that yeah. sense, like sponsored content. Mm. Okay, uh, that's amazing. And then you said from a personal perspective, <laughs> like how you overcome those challenges that you're facing. Right. I mean, for me, it's important as an entrepreneur, specifically a woman, I feel like it's extremely important to have a mentor. A mentor? Yeah. So a male and a female. I have a male and a female mentor. Oh, really? And I tend to read books that, you know, will help my personal development. So it's also important to go out and talk to older women and that like so um, I went to an event um, last week, Picture Africa. Right. And after the event I made sure I spoke with at least three women in business. Just to, you know, ask them personal questions. How did you do this? How did you do that? How did you overcome this and that? And then reevaluate your life and see, okay, am I going the direction I want to? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's no, that's sound advice. But I think it's fair to say. I mean, even just speaking to you, and I think listeners, you can agree with me. You're very confident. Has that always been the case? No. Okay, so. <laughs> I think confidence come in time as you grow older, and for me, it was more of when I got really angry about the situation of black and African people. I felt like I had to do something and it was important for me to break away from anything that will pull me back from achieving that goal. So it's almost like fake it till you make it, which is what I did. (laughs) Yeah, and you continuously doing that. Yeah. Hey guys, before we return to the episode, I just wanted to say I appreciate you listening. And if you'd like to get involved, then please visit www. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Blackticulate.com for more information. Now let's get back to the episode. Okay, so I actually want to almost just come back into some stories, mm-hmm. right? 
which is you've been featured, well, I say featured, you've actually sat on certain panellists and you was invited to talk and represent mm-hmm. Africa, particularly a black African lady, mm-hmm. and certain um, media outlets. And there's one story in particular I thought was quite interesting <laughs> when you went to, I believe it was Ben TV. Ben TV. Yeah. Do you want to tell okay. my listeners what happened? <laughs> so uh, I had a phone call from a friend of mine who said, do you want to go on Ben TV? Like, come on Ben TV. I was like, cool, why not? Okay, so this friend works with Ben TV? N- no, oh. no. He heard about this show and invited me, and I met the person in charge. And so there were a few people, uh, such as myself, um, Ade Beauty, and this woman called Oyinbo. I still can't remember, and all I remember is the Oyinbo part. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, okay, you... Oyinbo, by the way, is Yoruba for white. Yeah. And just listeners, because <laughs> <laughs> you wonder, huh? I mean, for me, that isn't an issue. You like the name, you appreciate the culture, fair enough. So we were talking about African culture. And, uh, you know, just a celebration of African culture and my experience as an African who was born in Nigeria and grew up in the UK, as well as her experience as, you know, a white person moving to Nigeria. However, she kept on, um, she would respond in pidgin English (laughs) and everything she would say was quite comical. It's quite disrespectful. And the the host, the guy in charge was, um, I wouldn't want to say his name. <laughs> but um, for me, it felt like she was placed on a high pedestal for being a white woman who can speak pidgin English. And he said to me at a point, you know, a white woman is sitting next to you and she's speaking pidgin English quite well. You know, isn't it a bit of a disgrace that you, you know, you can't speak pidgin English? <laughs> so, you know, I was, I was shocked and I... Really, I shouldn't be because we have that inferior complex within the African community. But for me, my response was, Pidgin English is a street language. I was brought up as a Yoruba Fulani woman. Mm. I I do speak Fula a bit and I do speak Yoruba. And that is my cultural, that is my language, that's my heritage. Pidgin English came after colonialism and slavery. So for me, it's not a necessity. My language is more important yeah yeah <laughs> but you put it in its place didn't you? yeah I had and, to. but you asked her a question I recall you saying which was more about does she appreciate the culture or she don't at oh, all yeah what was the question so I asked her you know um you know you, you obviously you're an English woman moved to Nigeria speaking pidgin English is it a thing that you appreciate the culture or why are you doing this and her response was quite, it was uh, weak. It was more of, oh, you know, my sister, hey, my sister. And I'm like, answer the question, you know? <laughs> yeah. So to me, it seems more of a, you could say fetish to a certain degree. Yeah, that's, that's all good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that actually brings an interesting question, though. Do you know what I mean? As mm. whether race and culture can be fetishized. And um, I guess... That's, that's, another, that's, that's another conversation. Another conversation. Yeah, entirely. we would be here for a long time. <laughs> entirely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, Abby, I mean, first and foremost, again, willing to have you here, finally, and get you on record. Mm-hmm. And looking forward to Africanist, for mm-hmm. sure, particularly the launch print. Um, are there any things that you would advise those who are starting out, like yourself, particularly looking to become a publication be it online and or and or print mm-hmm. to um to consider and it doesn't necessarily have to be in the context of 
you know, Africa, culture, just like any advice you would give yourself or wish you knew that was useful when you were starting out? I would say do your homework and know your audience. You have to know your audience. Whatever you're going into, you have to know your target audience and know what they want. Yeah. But that's okay, I'm gonna obviously mm. better that. But knowing your target audience and what they want, does that not take away from what it is you want to put out in the world? Or do you know, because I'm almost I'm almost questioning the fact that I know what I want to do mm-hmm. and therefore people who know what I want to do either mm-hmm. love it or don't mm-hmm. if they love it happy days you're my people mm-hmm. if they don't love it then you're not my people mm-hmm. but you know if you're looking at it from the reverse and going actually what do they want mm-hmm. and catering to that then you've never been true to yourself I don't know Is that I think for me the reason why I said that was uh, when I started Africanist magazine and I was thinking oh crap I need to make money how do I do this so um, I have few organizations, specifically like uh, African organizations. They would invite me to their events and they would want Africanist magazine to cover it. Now, they were much more older. Like, you know, when I say events, like let's say a 60-year-old woman is having a birthday party and they just want me to write that in Africanist. Oh, really? And I needed the money, but that's not my audience. My audience wouldn't buy into that. So it was more of a struggle. Do I say no or do I do it? What do I do? What did you do? I made a sacrifice and said no. <laughs> because money will always come when you chase the dream for me. Agreed. Yeah. So it's just being mindful and vigilant. Do not allow certain things to drift you away from the people you're trying to target. Yeah. So it's critical to know your audience. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything else that you'd give us? Um, How to put you in a spot? For me, it's more of a personal development that is the most important, because people tell you, oh, you know, going to entrepreneurship, it's it's fantastic, it's financial freedom and whatnot, but. Um, they do not tell you that you will need to focus on yourself as an individual. You have to. I mean you have the saying whatever comes from the internal it kind of manifests so I mean you literally have to look after yourself your health your well-being and you always have to look for more knowledge so personal growth is important which I'm still doing which I mean and that's predominantly why I've got you on here because you know you are en route and without a shadow of a doubt we're going to definitely get you back as well to just see how much bigger you've become because mm-hmm. you inevitably will be. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to also touch upon you saying about finding mentors, particularly from a male and female perspective. How do you find a mentor? I would say I was quite lucky, but then again, people say you create your luck. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I'm a social person. I tend to talk to a lot of people. Yeah, so, um, my female mentor, actually, I was in the library. She was on the phone. Um, she was on the phone and she was... Give her a shout out. These are amazing people. <laughs> okay, so shout online. out to... Um, I call her auntie because that's okay, the respect yeah, that's for respect. me. Auntie Lola, who is in Nigeria at the moment, actually doing an amazing thing for the youth in Nigeria. She's starting almost like a youth group amazing. in different uh, areas of streets in Nigeria, in What's Lagos. Um, I can't reveal that yet. Oh, we can't. Yeah. Okay, because it's going to put it in the show notes. And stuff, yeah. But okay. <laughs> so for me, she was on the phone. She was speaking Yoruba and I was like, 
this woman doesn't look like a Yoruba woman. So she got off the phone and I was like, you were speaking Yoruba. I didn't think you were a Yoruba woman. She looked at me and she laughed. She's like, you know, where did you think I was from? It's like, I thought you were Jamaican, to be honest, and this is terrible, <laughs> but I did. And she started laughing and we started talking and I told her about Africanist magazine and, you know, and we just started talking from then. She's like, I'm actually a mentor and I could help you with, you know, certain things because I understand what it is to start a business. And also, we have, um, I have uh, Auntie Ade Beauty, who runs the Afri- True African Heritage uh, Taha Media, which you can find on Facebook or Instagram, anywhere, really. And she found me on Facebook. Absolutely. Yes. And she sent me a message, and she said, would you like to work for Taha Media? And I said, well, it depends, because <laughs> I'm trying to work on my own thing. And she told me, basically, all you have to do is social media coordinator and coordinating. And um, we started talking from then, and she introduced me to a few other people. But, I mean, for me, she would call me literally almost every day. And so how, you know, is there something you'd like to talk about? How's your health? You know, what's happening in your life? Let's talk about these things. And the male mentor for me, who I also found on Facebook, um, I was 17 at Cornell College. And his name is Ayo Gunrekun. And he sent me a message on Facebook and he started talking to me. And you do have people, they do do that on Facebook. (laughs) And I was like, you know, you have to be careful of strangers. People do say that, but also do not, you know, have faith in humanity. So he sent me a message and I stopped talking to him a year after because I was like, who's this guy? You know, I don't want anything to do with him. Then I started Goldsmith University and I bumped into him in the library. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we started talking from there and he started mentoring me. He runs his own um, business. So what it does is it creates website and applications for people. And he's also a mentor. Okay. Is that something you'd look to do yourself? Mentor. Mentor. Do you mentor? Sorry, maybe you do already. I don't know. Um, I am looking into it. I mean... I do. It wasn't my intention to start off with, but I do share positive message on my social media, my personal social media, and I have few ladies, you know, inbox me going, Abby, this is amazing. I follow everything you do. Could you continue to share more? Or how did you do this? I'm going through that. Could you help me with this? And I'm more like an agony aunt now, and it wasn't my intention. It's funny how the path and roads lead to yeah. just things that. We tend to be quite good at without actually, you know, knowingly knowing so, mm-hmm. which is interesting. So, okay, well, I feel we are definitely going to get you back on this 100%. <laughs> this is only just the beginning of our conversation. Mm-hmm. The Abiola, Miss Africanist, it's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure. Mm-hmm. And thanks for just sharing some gems with us, and we look forward to the progress. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's- so, how can my audience? Mm-hmm find you how can they get in touch how can they drop you a facebook message and want to be your mentor <laughs> okay so you can um follow us on instagram africanist magazine as well as facebook and drop us a message or send us a message on africanist at yahoo.co.uk or go on africanist at wordpress.com just to confirm how we spell an africanist so that would be a-f-r-o-k-a-n-i-s-t Brilliant. That's Africanist magazine. Africanist magazine.
Well, once again, thanks very much. Thank you and, for uh, having me. It's guys, a pleasure meeting you. <laughs> <laughs> very sociable. And guys, um, stay tuned for another episode of Black Articulate. That hopefully, um, yeah, more to come. I want to personally thank our sound editor, Chris Reese, and I'd like to thank you guys for listening. For more episodes and how you can get involved, please visit www.lacticulate.com and also follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. This has been another episode of Lacticulate, Black Stories, Positive Actions. Thank you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.